What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of the Cowboys Declassified Podcast, starring your boy, Trey. What's up, everyone? Hey, how about them Cowboys? Three and one. I can't wait to give you guys some of my thoughts. It might be interesting. You guys might disagree. You might be kind of mad at me, upset with some of the thoughts I have. But I think we're going to kind of be on the same page once I wrap this podcast up. But first, if you haven't already... Like and subscribe to the Cowboys Declassified Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and everywhere you can get your podcast. Also, check out the Cowboys Declassified on Twitter. I'm posting things on there here recently. We're going to try to pick that up for you all. So get on there. Interact. Add, just follow us there. Follow the 56 Podcast as well. Check out the NFC's Rivals uh, Views Facebook page, check that out. Check out the 56 podcast on Twitter and on Apple and Spotify podcasts as well. Me and Ellie are talking all about the NFC East and the Cowboys and even his team, the Washington football team. Check his podcast out at WFT Declassified. Check them out, check all that stuff out. But right now, if you guys are here and your radios are tuned into this station, you're wanting to hear about them Cowboys. You're wanting to hear that, that good, that real shit. You want that real shit stuff. You want that Dallas Cowboy opinions. You want the Dallas Cowboy takes. Well, here we go. First off, looking at the Dallas Cowboys in week four, you know, very easily could have been 3-0. and Very easily could have came in this game 0-3. I mean, we could have seen it either way. Maybe 1-2 and two is more realistic. The Eagles weren't going to get us. Either way, we are going in this game 2-1. and one. We're going to go up against the Carolina's defense that was ranked number one in the NFL going into this week, um, only allowing like 188 total yards per game. I mean, number one defense, world beaters. We thought this was the best defense, period, going to be this year. It was the Carolina Panthers. And you know what? We showed they weren't. Or maybe we showed that we were such a great offense that it doesn't matter who we put, who's on defense. Maybe that's what goes well, Maybe that's what happened. Regardless, there's three, there are three aspects to the game that I want to talk to you guys about. Three aspects. I want to talk about offense. I want to talk about defense. And I want to talk about the coaching. You know, special teams, we'll leave that aside. There wasn't a whole lot of special team uh, stuff going on. But first, I want to start right out the gate. I want to talk about head coaching right out the, you know what? Save that for last because I've got a take on that. How about we start with the uh, offense first? The offense looked good. We got Zeke running the ball. Told y'all not to sleep on him a couple weeks ago. I said, hey, give it time. Let's see how he runs against some of these other teams. I didn't think it was going to be against Carolina. You know, I don't think it was I didn't think it was going to be against Carolina. I don't think anybody did. But now we're starting to see that resurgence and Ezekiel Elliott wanted to pound the ball up the middle. And we're even seeing some bursts. He had a long run the other day. You know, he couldn't quite get it to the end zone, but you know what? We 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 got him moving in the right direction. 
Plus, we still have Tony Pollard, who is that change of pace back, who is absolutely came in and changed the pace. I don't know if we rushed for 200 yards as a combined team, but I want to say we were right at it or a little bit over. I, we were definitely over because Zeke had like 140-something. Pollard had like 60. And then even Dak, I think, ran for 35, 40 yards himself. So we rushed the ball all over them. And guess what? If the Cowboys run the ball more than they throw the ball so far under Dak Prescott, they're undefeated. And it's still happening that way, guys. If we can pound that ball with them guys and keep moving the ball, it's going to open up the passing game. We saw some, you know, some opportunities to make some passes, but we left a lot out there as far as the passing game is considered. You know, see Schultz out there. He scored him a touchdown. You know, Blake Jarwin got him one. Schultz worries me a little bit. He was a little loosey-goosey with that football. There was a lot of close, iffy things going on with Schultz where the, the linebackers and the defensive backs were just able to get to him too quick and and he wasn't able to react. He should have lost a couple fumbles. You know, we won't get into that. But, you know, he, he, he did okay. He got a touchdown. So, obviously, he did something right. The offensive line looked okay. A couple boneheaded uh, penalties. But over, overall, it looked like a pretty good, you know, overall offensive line game. And you didn't really see C.D. Lamb very much. You know, I think once Gallup gets back, you're going to see more C.D. because defenses are going to, you know, put a little more coverage over on Michael Gallup than they're putting on Sed Wilson. <clears throat> but anyway, the Cowboys offense overall is looking like a top-tier offense. I mean, we're going to have to see some other defenses, but we just played against the number one defense. Now, were they pretenders? Maybe. Maybe they were pretenders. Maybe they weren't contending to be the best defense in the league. Maybe they overachieved early in the season. But as far as week four goes, they were the top defense, and we ragdolled them. Now, the defense flipped the coin to our defense. How about them Cowboys? I told you guys last year on the Cowboy Declassified that Trayvon Diggs was right there. I saw so much potential in him last year, even when he was getting burnt. Guys were like, what are you talking about? You know, he's getting burnt for big plays over and over. I was like, but if you don't, if you pay attention closely, he's right there to make a play. He's getting burnt sometimes for trying to overextend to make a play and missing it. He is just one step off. And I think that's going to come with, you know, reps. It's going to come with reps and being able to learn playbooks, learn play designs, and also physically be prepared for the NFL fully. You know, last year was that COVID season, and I don't think Trayvon quite got everything moving in the right direction fast enough. But now he is. And there is a possibility. I'm going to tell you right now, just with the ball skills he has right now, he is the second best uh, cornerback that I've ever seen play for the Cowboys behind Deion Sanders, period. He is right now. Now, he's going to have to do more as a, and a total body of work to be, you know, talked about in, the, in some of the classes with some of these other guys. But some of these other guys that I've been hearing him being compared to are guys that, you know, traditionally were on an island that you couldn't throw to him no matter what, like Darrell Rivas, you know. Dion, you know, Dion Sanders, you know, there was a year where the Nazi Osman or whatever played for the Raiders. You couldn't throw at him. You know, there's been other guys in the past that have been like that and you just, you couldn't throw at him. So when you guys got, you got a guy like that, that can be put on an Island and basically make plays and make it hard for the defense to even go near whoever he's guarding. You shut down a part of the field. Trayvon Diggs is doing that guys. He's legit. I can't wait to see what he does moving forward. You know, Micah Parsons, he's still learning. I think he's in that last year Trayvon Diggs mix where he's he's trying to feel things out. He's trying to learn on the go, but he's just a little bit better. 
you know, I think he's a little bit better than where Trayvon was last year as far as his progression at that position at the linebacker. You know, he is going to come along and come along <clears throat> fairly well. The only thing I didn't like from Parsons yesterday was I he came uh I forget who it was I think it, it wasn't more it was another one of the receivers came across the middle and he had a chance to put a pop on him and basically did not pop him so I don't know what was going on maybe he just didn't have his footing right but I don't I don't want to see that from you you know you're a star linebacker you're gonna have to put all every there isn't a receiver that you shouldn't be putting on their back so I hopefully he hits the weight room a little more and he starts putting you know butts to ground and the rest of the defense played well, too. You know, I, I'm seeing a lot out of Randy Gregory. I'm so happy that Randy Gregory has turned his career around just like everybody thought he could. That's why Jerry kept him around. That's why Jerry and Steven said we're going to keep this guy around. He has potential to be a really good defensive end. And he is. He's he's becoming that. He's became that. He is an impact player. You know, Gallimore in the middle, impact in the middle, of the, in the middle of that defensive line. You don't hear his name a lot, but he's right there making plays, disrupting the middle of that defensive line. You know, can't wait to get Demarcus Lawrence back. Can't wait. You know, and the, and the secondary and the defensive, uh, the defense in a whole has just been playing better. I told you guys this on the Fifty Six podcast. Dan Quinn, coach in Atlanta. Atlanta went to the Super Bowl. I don't know. I think it might have been 2018. I'm not sure. But that Atlanta defense that year was good. It wasn't great, but it was good. And it created turnovers. What are they doing this year, guys? They're not a great defense. They're showing that they can be good in creating a buttload of turnovers. That's what we need in Dallas. We have not seen it in forever. And, guys, it is awesome to see now. I can't wait. Now, as far as the the head coach goes – you know, Mike McCarthy, he might be on the hottest seat in the NFL. That might be a really bad take or it might be a good take. We'll have to let the season play out. You know, my co-host over on the 56 LE told me, he's like, nobody can be sitting at three and one and be on the hot seat. Well, walk with me here. He's three and one. And this team was essentially pretty much what they had last year, except for they revamped the defense and brought in Dan Quinn. But the offense was, you know, almost identical. And it pretty much is was identical. It's the same offense. And Dak went down, so Mike got a pass last year. Got an instant pass. Now this year, I don't think there's any passes. I think Jerry sees it. I think everybody I think the whole organization sees it. That right now, Dak Prescott with that four year deal, this is Dak's prime. Dak being, I think, twenty seven years old. I could be wrong by a year, but twenty seven years old. Um, this is his prime. This is four year stretch right here is his prime. This is our window for a Super Bowl. We gotta get to it right now, I think. And I think the organization feels that. That's why they've got all these guys signed up. We got our running back signed up. We got our uh wide receiver signed up. You know, we got uh our offensive linemen signed up for the most part. We've got our defense assigned up. We just got our we got our rookies for a, a little while. We've got I mean, we got some guys in one year deals. Like we've got a team that is put together. If everything works out how we how we thought it should, and when I say we, I mean the Dallas Cowboy organization thought that it should, we are Super Bowl contenders, and that's a big deal. So Mike McCarthy, it's put up or shut up, and you want to know why? Because Kellen Moore is sitting right behind him. Kellen Moore was offered a job in the offseason, and I'm sure he was offered more than just that. And I'm sure he's he, there's many teams that would want to reach out to try to get his you know help because he's shown that he's more than capable of running a very you know competent offense, if not good. 
So, you know, his name is going to come up this offseason as well. I don't think he goes anywhere. I think somebody's talked to him, like the same kind of talk that the Cowboys had with Jason Garrett. You know, you've been in this organization for a while. Don't forget that, you know, Kellen Moore was a quarterback for the Cowboys before he retired, later becoming a quarterback's coach, later becoming an offensive coordinator. You know who else did that in the recent past? Um, Jason Garrett was a quarterback, a QB coach, and then an offensive coordinator turned head coach. And I think that's why Kellen Moore's not in a rush to go anywhere. He knows that he he's had that conversation with somebody, I think, that, hey, you're the next guy if Mike doesn't work out. And he doesn't want to leave that opportunity. You know, he does not want to leave that opportunity because you have an opportunity to coach one of the biggest. No, no, not one of the biggest, the most big, the biggest sports franchise in all sports, you know, in America, at least possibly the world, but at least America. And it's an American football game. So Kellen Moore, why would you want to leave? And you know that you're going to get an opportunity and you're going to, you know, and they're going to pay him and keep him up, keep him fed. He's going to eat. I don't think he's in a rush to leave. I think the only way Kellen Moore leaves in the offseason is if Mike McCarthy has, they have a lot of uh, success and make it maybe to an NFC championship, maybe make it to the playoffs, win a game and compete. And then I think Mike McCarthy keeps his job and then Kellen Moore might leave in the offseason. He might. I doubt it, but he might. Because then he says, okay, well, Mike's done shown this, so he's probably going to be here for a couple more years. I need to go out and, you know, get and get a head coaching job now. But if Mike McCarthy, let's say, for instance, the Cowboys don't make the playoffs, I think they instantly fire Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy's gone, and I think Kellen Moore steps in. Okay? If the Cowboys go to the playoffs, and the first game of the playoffs, they stink it up, and it's a head coaching problem, I think he paused about 50 50 whether or not they fire Mike. Okay, they're going to have to go beyond uh, one win in the playoffs. They're going to have to get one win in the playoffs and might be competent. Or there's a chance I think he goes. And he showed in this game with Carolina that, and he's been showing all year, you know, that there's sometimes he's just doing boneheaded things. You know, early in the game, they went for two on that second touchdown. I was like, why? Why would you do that? There's no reason to. You have the momentum. Don't lose it by missing a two-point conversion. What they do? Went for two, didn't get it. You know, late in the game, late in the game, the game looks wrapped up. The game looks wrapped up. He decides to bring some starters out on defense. You know, you're bringing guys cold first off the bench. And and you're just expecting that you're just going to be able to keep that lead. No. What happens? Sam Darnold comes in and starts charging the, the, the Panthers back. They get a touchdown. Then here comes Dak and them. And they're running a conservative offense, you know, like a run, run, little short pass, not nowhere. I think they were either four and out or they were two series and they were out. Or, or two uh, little four, four down series and they were out. So then Carolina's got the ball right back. What do they do? Boom, 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 touchdown again. All of a sudden, you're finding yourself only up by one score and a two-point conversion. At that point in the game, I was looking at my cousin who I was watching the game with, and I said, look, if the Cowboys even give this ball back to Carolina and still win the game, this reminds me of who the Cowboys are every season. It's time to put your foot on their throats and finish it. Finish it. And what they do? Cowboys got either lucky or just playing out, just outclassed the Panthers and ran the ball, got a first down, killed the clock, game over. You know, it could have been worse. So Mike really needs to think about some of his coaching decisions. I think he's learning on the go at this year. You know, he was out of the league for a little while. He's starting to learn a little bit. And I think this year he's, he's learned a lot. Let's see how he progresses into the uh, postseason. 
because that's essentially where we got to be. For him to keep his job, we got to be in the postseason. And a step to get to the postseason, whether you guys want to hear it or not, it starts really right now. Like, this is a pivotal game coming up in week five against the Giants. And I think, I talked about this on the 56 podcast. This is a big game for both teams. The Giants need this win. The Giants get this win. They're essentially one game out of first uh, going into week six, which that's a good place to be when they start out 0-3. The Cowboys, on the other hand, I think it's bigger for them. We, we got to get this win. If we want to put ourselves out ahead, we've got some more games coming up that are very winnable. We could have a very big lead real quick in the East. But it starts now. You know, we've got to get a hold of the Giants early and beat them. And I think to show that we are head and shoulders the best team in the East, we have got to beat them in a very good way. I'm not saying we have to blow them out. Win by 10. Win by 13. Make it so at the end of the game, it's not even that big of a worry about the, uh, the Giants being able to have any kind of comeback. Don't give them an opportunity to even come close to winning the game at the end. You know, 27-14, 27-17, I like those scores. I can dig that. Just make it look like that we are just better than them, period. You know, mistakes will come and go, but at the, uh, in the very end, make it look like we are that team. We are that team. We are different. We are not the Cowboys of old. You guys know, like we're not, we don't, we're not those guys. We don't want to see flashes of those guys, guys that build us up and then let us down. Talked about it last year on the podcast. You know, the Cowboys are notorious for building you up and then letting you down in a big way. Let's not see it happen this weekend. Let's see the Cowboys take care of the Giants and start rolling in this NFC East. All right, everyone, I'm going to wrap up this podcast. I appreciate everybody that came out and listened. Keep listening. You know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podcasts Everywhere, Cowboys Declassified. And get at me on Twitter at the Cowboys Declass. Spell out Cowboys, D-E-C-L-A-S-S at Twitter. Come talk to me. All right, everyone. Peace. Say, thank you for listening to my daddy's podcast. Thank you for listening to my daddy's podcast. Say, thank you for listening to my daddy's podcast. Go Cowboys. How ready did.